You're listening to the Robert Hartley Games Master Podcast. The following is audio from my interactive tabletop role-playing game series, Twitch Tales, which plays out through my Twitch channel, Robert Hartley GM. The chat act as a hive mind collective to control the actions of the main character while all of the NPCs in the wider world is controlled by me. Enjoy. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 48. What happened in 47? Well, Apis started down a pit with a dragon breathing down their neck. And through a series of flattery, Apis managed to get themselves and Briar out of that sticky situation unharmed, but captured by Lucifreak, the green dragon. Lucifreak took you and Briar back to their lair, uh, finding their way through the thick walls of brambles and spikes and uh, and, and undergrowth uh, that is that is preternaturally engaged by the dragon's will uh, to, to hinder people's path, but it seems to move out of the way as he moves through it. You sent off Mel. He wasn't interested in keeping Mel as a prize. And so Mel uh, took a message back with you uh, from you to the um, the people of Fondurg to to send help or to let you, let them know where you are at the very least. And you're hopeful that she can deliver that message as soon as she finds someone that can speak Sylvan. Eventually, following uh, Lucifreak, you you saw some uh, some undead animals on the way, and thought that was peculiar, um, but kept it to yourself for now. And then you arrived at the edge of a very large vegetative dome, hundreds of feet across and uh, over a hundred feet tall. Lucifreak entered this dome again through pushing uh, portals into it out of nothing and then stitching them up behind himself. And once inside this very darkened dome, you discovered that there was a, it was it was built around a wood elf village up in the treetops, a bunch of tree houses. You were greeted by uh, followers of Lucifreak, his uh, feet on the ground, as it were, uh, a series of dragonborns, green dragonborns that followed him, worshipped him as a lord. They took your weapons off of you. They took a couple of uh, other items from you as well that they deemed to be potentially dangerous, a net, for one thing. And... Uh, and then they introduced you to the the people of the the, the treasure room, the, the other people in this dome with you. You met a series of uh, elves, some of which are alchemists and will um, will be working with you to try and work out a uh, a potion of poison, a poison of vulnerability, some some kind of new researched uh, alchemy. A frontier of alchemical knowledge and it's proving quite difficult to do with limited resources and the threat of gr a green dragon breathing down their neck the whole time. You as a dwarf have a natural uh, resistance to poison damage in your blood so they are going to try and work with your blood to try and see if they can understand and unlock the, um, the magical nature of it. But ultimately his goal it seems is to uh, to create some sort of new poison to get that into his father's system so that when he fights him, his father can become uh, vulnerable to his um, poison breath and he can actually help. He can actually have the advantage in the fight. You managed to convince 
uh, Lucifreak of your worth for him to capture you in the first place by showing him, demonstrating to him that you can misty step. You can jump from one place to another within 30 feet um, uh, by, by tra tra traveling through the plains. You explained that you're a, you're a horizon walker and that these creatures are very rare and uh, in touch with various planes of existence. And why rule over one plane when you can rule over them all? And so he seemed to see your worth in that and take you captive. Since arriving in the dome, you have not seen your companion Briar. She was separated from you uh, right at the beginning. You did a little circuit around the dome, doing some foraging, looking for magical ingredients, and when you found them, you took them back to the uh, the, the dome. You met uh, a couple of people on the way. You met the um, one of the farmers who uh, farms some food for the for the dome on the outside. Uh, then you went in, in and dropped off the ingredients at the sorter, who so, uh, the sorters who sorts through all of the things that you've brought back, to, uh, discovers which is food, which is. Um, uh, potion ingredients which is useful for other reasons then they divvy them up as needed you met uh, a person who makes the lantern oil for all of the lanterns around the town you met uh, the cooks who were not very uh, forthcoming with um, inf in invitations or, or information uh, seemed a little rude and overworked as they prepared for dinner then you met a sculptor who is who is um, given the task of uh, creating beautiful elven sculptures for Lucifreak's treasure hoard on the regular. Uh, sculptures that would normally take decades of an elf's work, uh, but she is being expected to do them in a month. So she's rather stressed out. Then you met a, a carpenter, Tisharu, who uh, is the most... Uh, well, let's say he, of the people you've met so far, is the least, um, the least, the, the one that is least bowing down to the Dragonborn's uh, rule. He is the most um, strong-headed, perhaps, of them. He he feigns ignorance and stupidity uh, in order to to push the boundaries of their their rules. He is the most obstreperous, I guess, is a good way to say it. Finally, you went across to uh, try and work out where you're going to sleep, and given that this is a wood elf village where nobody needs to sleep, um, because elves don't sleep, you found that the best place for you to uh, to put your head down would be in the room, the meditation room, where the elves usually um, go into their trance uh, once a day. Uh, it is a simple uh, cylindrical room with lots of um, cushions around the place, and in that room you found Cassandra. Cassandra being the uh, the young teen woman who um, was uh, used to be the receptionist for the Knights of Kvosna. She she was in an almost inconsolable state of uh, dismay and terror at her predicament, um, fearing for her life. But you also know that unless she can prove her worth to Lucifreak as a treasure, she is uh, not going to be long for this world. So you tried to console her, you tried to, sh to sh show her that she needs to do something that keeps her keeps her worthy of being here. Um, and while you were talking to Cassandra, you learned that how she was captured was that into the well in the centre of Fonderg, there seems to be tunnels allowing for the access of kobolds. 
It's the first mention of kobolds being involved in this uh, Lucifreak arc. And just after she mentioned the fact that she was taken by kobolds, her eyes glanced over your shoulder and realised that you were not alone in this room. No, Enola, the, the head of the Dragonborn Guard, was standing there in the doorway listening to you. And that's where we're going to pick up today. So, as you just mentioned to Cassandra that everything's going to be okay, you promise uh, she, she was alive today and you'll make sure that she's alive tomorrow. You've already asked her if she wants to um, uh, if she wants to come forage with you. That's one of the things, one of the ways that she can make herself useful. And then you asked how she was captured, and she said uh, kobolds. And as you turn to see, you turn to follow her uh, her line of sight. You see Enola staring back at you. I'm going to make an insight check on your on your behalf to see if you can read her expression. You don't have practically any experience with um, with Dragonborn, so Dragonborn are particularly difficult for you to read. They don't have humanoid faces, and that is evidenced by the three there. So with your three plus your insight modifier, you've no idea. You've no idea how to read her face. Uh, you're not sure that they use um, uh, very expressive facial expressions um, as as humanoids do. And so you're not sure whether she's scowling or um, or just got resting, you know what. But one way or another, she doesn't look very um, welcoming. Do you say anything? Do you wait for her to say the first thing? What do you... You did get Cassandra to put her mask on, yeah. So Cassandra and you are both wearing your masks now. You stay between her and Cassandra, so you turn your shoulders round, uh, keep, keep Cassandra behind you. Is there anything you wish to say or do though? Don't speak unless spoken to, don't say anything. Smart. That is something you've been told over and over again. I wanted to see if you would remember that. Do not speak unless spoken to, wait until she talks. St she's standing there watching you for a good 10 seconds in silence and then she says dinner is ready and then she takes a step to the side of the doorway and she doesn't gesture with her hands or her spear but she just kind of waits and watches you bow and you start to leave the room and as you get close, she puts the spear across in front of you. And then she leans in and says, I would strongly suggest you do not speak of the kobolds to anyone. And then takes her spear back and lean and stands back up straight. And she she towers over you by a significant margin. As, um, as a, uh, a dwarf, um, I always forget whether we've we've actually put in the um, put in the specifics of how tall Apis is, but I think you're somewhere around mid fours, four, four foot six ish. Give or take a few. Um, and uh, and as a dragonborn, she is about six foot at least. You just nod your head, reach back, take Cassandra's hand, and you can hear her sort of. Sobbing has um, stopped and she's just stoically 
looking forwards now, looking down at the ground. Um, and you kind of pull pull um, Cassandra forwards out of the out of the doorway, being as uh, not as submissive as we can. Put on a show that we're frightened, but yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's roll a just a general sort of a a performance check, as it were. Eleven plus your one for charisma, uh, so twelve. You're doing an above-average job of showing that you are cowed. You are you are frightened. Investigation to see what armor she has on. Absolutely, spades. Uh, natural one. So <laughs> natural one plus your investigate with your with the um, the skull mask that you're wearing, and the fact that you are deliberately bowing your head. You're you're left with very little in the ways of uh, what you can actually see. Uh, you've seen them enough to know roughly what they were. She is wearing scale mail, and she's wearing um, a, a padded scale mail, pad, padded beneath. It seems like she has um, mail, or it, it seems like not the scale mail that you would be familiar with as a as a dwarf, uh, not the scale mail you'd be familiar with even as somebody who's who's been around um, uh, civilizations and, and, and watched... Um, uh, fights and things in uh, between humanoids. Her scales seem to be much larger and almost plate-like. It's sort of a mixture, I guess, between a, a sort of an almost uh, breastplate scale mail. They seem to be made of dragon scales, yes. Um, other than that, you know that she holds a shield on one hand and a spear in the other, but you don't know anything else about it from this particular moment. So you... Um, you uh, make your way out of the the hut, and you make your way along the uh, rope bridge over to the eating hall. And as you go to enter the eating hall, she says from behind, No, 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 no. You will not be eating here. You have a special invitation. And there's a few others there now. You see the other uh, elves that have all been all started making their way towards the eating hall. Um, it seems like everybody has dropped exactly what they're doing and they are making their way to the hall. And the, there's some like confused looks between the elves. It says, The dwarf will be dining on the floor tonight. And she gestures with the tip of her spear down to the rope ladder behind you. What do you do? Down we go, I suppose. Down you go indeed. See so turn. You uh, you let go of Cassandra. Cassandra, you see in her eyes, she's worried that you're being split up immediately after her conversation with you. But she's smart enough to keep her mouth shut for now. How do the others look? Let's roll an insight check on everyone around you. Three. You're the, um, again, the, the, the lack of peripheral vision because of the skull mask that you're wearing um, and the fact that there's just so much going on and it's very dark in here it makes it all very uh, difficult to read the people around you 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 manage to read Cassandra's um, worried a little bit but um, everybody else you, you you don't manage to see their faces or body language give Cassandra's hand a reassuring squeeze and pat her arm before you let go and head down the rope ladder um, as you go down the, the ladder, you um, you notice that there's uh, sort of torchlights uh, appearing above you as 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 the people uh, walking towards the 
dining hall are starting to like lean over the balcony to see where you're going and what you're doing and you make it all the way down to the um, the ground you hear the, the uh, creaking of the wood on the rope ladder above you as um, uh, Enola is following down down on the ground waiting for you already is Zakar the um, other guard the one that came across to crack Tisharu in the head for, for being obstreperous the um, uh, the two dragonborn reach the ground and uh, and stand on either side of you and you just sort of wait and you wait and you wait and sort of glancing around you realise that the people up, up the top aren't uh, going into the dining hall either they're standing and waiting as well and you feel like maybe they've been maybe they're used to this or maybe they're maybe they're expecting something maybe they're waiting to be given explicit permission to go and eat or maybe they know what's about to happen and they're wait, waiting to watch it you wait for about 10 minutes in silence just standing between these two knowing better than to talk before talk being talked to before <laughs> the uh, wall of the um, the wall of the dome opens up in a different place to where you've seen it open before and in strolls uh, Lucifric wings tucked back neck neck dipping down low to uh, to fit through this doorway and once inside the wings unfurl in a grandiose sort of a, a like a king who's sweeping his cape out behind himself his, his cloak his fur-lined cloak he's sort of really putting on a show of, of uh, um, importance and following him in you see a, uh, a mole the green dragon mole is following him in as well and dragged behind uh, uh, dragged behind the mole is a uh, a, a net uh, sort of like a very fine net uh, that seems to have something in it behind the mole is a badger this is the first time you've seen the badger but he is enormous he barely fits through the uh, the hole that has been made for him in the brambles he seems to be scraping himself through but you see this huge uh, this huge pointed snout of this what would be the black stripe down a badger's snout is green and scaly and when once pushed inside although his he obviously doesn't have the wingspan or the neck of Lucifric he has much more bulk he stands taller at the shoulders than uh, than Lucifric does Lucifric stands on his rear legs and stands to uh, his, his tallest stretching his neck right out and says your lord has returned and anybody who wasn't already standing at the uh, the balcony would at that point know to come out and stand at the balcony as you've now witnessed this happen twice when you were when you were brought here and uh, and now i've brought another treasure and the mole sort of drags forwards with its snout, this net, and just drops it on the ground. And Enola um, passes a glance over to um, uh, Zakar, and Zakar steps in closer to you, right behind your shoulder, as she steps away to go over to uh, greet her lord. She gets there and uh, down to the net, 
and then she starts to speak to him in uh, in draconic and although you do speak draconic she's far enough away now that it's hard for you to uh, pick up on it i'll make a perception check just in case uh nine yeah nine plus your perception it's not your your ears aren't uh keen enough to to pick up exactly what they're saying just that they're speaking in draconic but once she opens the net you see that inside is uh a man in the fetal position and as he sort of unfurls and stands to his feet um shakily you can see that it's a very terrified looking rock gnome man he is a uh relatively short uh obviously for a for a rock gnome um he's he's about three and a half feet tall so even tall, even shorter than you uh he seems to be um quite petite of a man uh relatively uh uh tiny in his in his uh, body stature uh, and he has some glasses that are skewed on his face that he quickly sort of writes uh, he has a a little um sort of a sole patch uh, that is twizzled round and about a couple of inches long uh, and other than that he has this this large sort of um hooked nose and uh, and and all the rest of his features are kind of covered behind these now sort of righted large jam jar bottom glasses his hair is like a, a tussled wild sort of salt and pepper that's uh, that, that goes down to just about here he stands just like looking around up at the dragonborn in front of him and not turning to because he knows that there's a um, a dragon behind mr freak says fonderg is paying their respects nicely i may even forgive them in time Take him, and Inola grabs him by the uh, shoulder and roughly kind of like pushes him forwards. Um, she's speaking to him uh, as she as she moves and as she's getting closer. You can make out that she's uh, basically telling him instructions. You've arrived just in time for dinner. Get up that rope ladder, and before you do, she reaches down to her bag by her wa- waist, and she rifles through. You can hear bone clattering against bone. Then she pulls out a bone mask. Put this on. And keep it on. Do we recognise him from the Fiend's Bar? No. No, we do not recognise this man. He, with shaky hands, he puts his hands out and um, grabs this bone mask and puts it on and it kind of like goes, it makes his glasses go skew with again and he tries to put them over. He takes off his glasses and puts the mask on. And then he goes to grab the, the, the rope ladder and you can see that he's like a foot short of it. And he stumbles forward and holds onto the ladder as he puts his glasses in his pocket. He starts to make his way shakily up the ladder. No! Lucifreak says again. I believe I've in ra- arrived in time for dinner. And lucky you, I will be eating here tonight. He goes back down to all fours and starts to stroll forwards. And his eyes now lock on you. And I'm joined by a special guest. He gets close and the badger now comes up beside him. And you can see that the badger is also dragging behind him. Uh, although his is attached to... Um, uh, he would just be dragging it by one of his claws, I think. He's, he's dragging a hessian um, sack beside him. I will make you a... It's your passive in, in investigation. 
passive investigation is good enough. So I will also say that you... Oh, another three. That's the third time that this dice has rolled a three today. You notice uh, as he gets close, and then the, the dragon sort of like sits down his back legs. You notice that there's like a glistening on him a little bit. But your eyes are then diverted to the um, the badger beside him. The badger comes between you and sticks the um, the, the sack down. And you hear it, there's like a clatter um, in the sack as he as he does so. A muffled, clattered clatter. Are we gonna are we gonna jail that dice? You can put a yes or a no in the chat. Should I, should I dial? Should I dice the, this this three dice? Jail it. Jail it. Jail it. You know what you've done, mate. Here we go. It sits in a sits in a dice jail, not to be used. Next apis dice. This is this is the apis dice for today. The the good rolls are about to come. Yeah, I know, right? If people if people jail your dice, you're not allowing it to regress to the mean. You know, you've, it's gotten all of its bad dice out, all of its bad rolls out, and then you jail it before it can do it, all of its good ones. Where was I? So, uh, so the badger drops the sack, and um, and Zakar pushes you forwards with the butt of his uh, his weapon, and you stumble forwards. Um, do you do anything or say anything to uh, to greet Lucifreak, your dining companion? Say nothing but bow respectfully. Yep. So you step forward and you and you bow, and he says, oh, "I see you're learning to pay deference well. Good. Set up the dinner." Um, he says. He says that last bit to um, uh, Zakar by your side, uh, who uh, says, uh, "With pleasure, my lord." And he steps forward and he opens up the sack. <laughs> And in it, you see a, an entire pig that has been roast, uh, probably alive. Um, it, it is it is inti- intact and fully roast, uh, and, and the um, skin of it is completely charred and scorched, uh, very crisp. And then there's a bunch of uh, the things that clattered were a bunch of uh, crockery, and uh, he takes out a plate for you and puts it in front, just like on the ground, on the grass in, in front of you. Uh, he takes out a couple of um, uh, he takes out a, a meat knife, a, a carving knife, and a, uh, a fork, and sticks them down in front of you. And then the pig he hawks up, hikes up, and then drops it off of the sack in front of you as well. And then he takes the rest of the the sack and uh, and and pulls it back up and clinks it over his back. And you can see that there's more plates and uh, and cutlery and things in there. Uh, but he just got the one out for you. And so you have a carving knife, a fork, and a an entire roast pig. And then Lucifreak looks down at it and says, Well, Apis, my dear guest, traveller of the plains, Eat well. And then his legs sort of buckle under him. And he rests down on his claws. His long neck resting just on the other side of this pig in front of you. On the ground. Subtly check to see if you detect poison. Alright. So this will be just a culinary check. Like a... um, 
Is it going to be survival? Survival, because you know what the smells of certain poisons uh, look like in, in, in food. You can tell whether, whether food is off and things, so survival kind of makes sense. Also medicine, nah, nature. I reckon a survival check. 15. 15 plus your wisdom plus survival um, makes sense. So that's a, that's a that's a dirty 20. I'm not sure that forest bonus applies here. With the dirty 20, you're not seeing any obvious telltale signs of poison. Um, the, 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 pig, the pig seems to be um, burnt a lot from the outside, but uh, nothing else wrong with it. Um, carve a delicate slice off. You take your carving knife and your fork and you stick it into the pig through the crackled uh, skin and you start to slice at the, the, the uh, rump of this pig. Um, as you slice in, you're looking for telltale signs of poison or anything, and it looks like that nah, doesn't seem doesn't seem like it. This pig has not been um, poisoned to death, it seems. Uh, if it has, then the the poison killed it so quickly that the blood wasn't able to take the poison to the rest of its its um, muscles, because the muscles that you're cutting away at seem to be um, regular cooked pork. You carve off a slice. And you hold it out on the fork to him, and he says, Thank you. I prefer my food with a little more fight in it. This is for you. Is anyone else here beside Lucy and the Dragonborn? Uh, just you, you, uh, l just you, Lucifreak, and the two Dragonborn that are on duty. Um, Enola didn't follow the gnome up to the, the top. You see that looking, you sort of look, glance around, and you see that everybody above you, fifty feet above you in the um, in the village, is still at the edge, looking down. The food smells nice. It does. It smells like delicious cooked pork. Take a deep whiff before we eat and pretend to save the smell. I need a yes or no. Are we going to eat it? Eat it. You take the slice that you've carved off. Tastes delicious. Tastes like tastes like cooked pork. Tastes like overcooked pork because you've eaten the part right on the outside of it. You see a smile across his face. I'm glad to see you're not overly wary of me. You may eat! He shouts back to the rest. And you see them start to uh, turn from their balconies and walk back um, out of sight. So, Apis, tell me about this stepping ability you have. As you cow off some more. What do you say? What is the limitations on it? How far can you jump? Ah, buns. <laughs> Do we know? Um, you don't actually know that much. You you know that it's um, definitely you don't you know you, you know that there's definitely limitations on it and that it's not a very far reach. But you you haven't actually put the time into working it out properly. You know you know for instance that you wouldn't be able to jump like a mile away, and you're pretty sure that you have to be able to see the space that you jump to because you've never you know you've never done so uh, without seeing the place you're going. But you haven't you haven't actually tested it. 
I would offer him thanks for his generous gift and then describe the misty step only. Spill all the beans that we know. Lying is risky. Is there any reason to not tell him what Rob just said? It's up to you. We are untrained. Do we lie about how much we know? I'm not sure myself. Um, I'm, I am not actually sure myself. Is there a reason you want to know the knowledge? The reasons I wish to know things are not of your concern. I wish to know and you will tell me. That is the relationship that we have. Understood? Yes, Lord. You take another bite of the pork. I'm not entirely sure of the limitations on it. Then it seems like we have another test to do. Boy, how I am growing to like these tests. I'm still learning. There's a lot to learn about the abilities. There's a lot of planes out there. It feels like a prickly sort of electricity down my body. And then I can jump. I find myself in another place. So you have control over it though, yes? You seem to know where you were going to land before doing it before. I, I know where I'm going to land. Then what is the limitations of where you can go? Once we're stronger, I'm confident that it's feasible. But I am sorry that I do not know yet how far I can go. You promised me the planes. And now you say you do not even know how far you can go with your own abilities. You hear footsteps above now and you can see that people are starting to come back out hearing the sounds of him getting more angry. Um, and people looking up, you can see that they're holding simple wooden bowls and eating from them with spoons. We can jump to places that we can see, trees and stuff. We're still learning, and if we have the space to practice, it'll help me to explore it. Oh, explore it you will. We have much to test. It's quite exhausting. Really? It tires you out? I can only go where I can see. With, uh, with you saying that, he's visibly, his face visibly sinks. As if he's shown a little, uh, little disappointment. Only where you can see. His eyes kind of shift, as if he's trying to think things through. You've been testing us all this time, but what about uh, what about you? If I'm to aid you, I'd like to know that you're strong enough to protect me from any dangers we might run into. <sighs> green, green smoke starts to whiff from his mouth. If we're meddling with such powers, it carries risks. You wish to know of my power. <laughs> and it, with every chuckle, <laughs> there's more smoke coming out. And because he's so close, you can start to smell that acrid kind of... You get in that natural response to your throat of it kind of closing up and making it harder to breathe. And you start to go into a bit of a cough. <coughs> just make a con save just to see if you can hold it down. <laughs> a three on a different dice this time. Which is lots of threes. Three. It's a magic number. <coughs> you try and hold... Try and hold uh, your safe face. <coughs> but his, his laughter has spewed, <coughs> spewed poison. <coughs> Too close to... <coughs> you turn to the side and just start... <coughs> 
coughing up sputum, and he says, <laughs> I don't think you could handle a display of my power. But if you keep talking back, maybe you'll see it. I welcome your tests, <clears throat> Lord. And I welcome a chance again to prove my worth to you. Good. His head comes quite close again and says, Eat up. And then he retracts his head a little. I believe when we're trained up, I'll be able to step with you and take you with us. I'm hoping so, yes. We need to know how best to serve you. That depends on the outcomes of my tests. Can we explore it together? Yes. Yes, we can. I think I'll be able to go to other planes when I'm stronger. Let's hope so, for all our sakes. You eat up. Take another bite of the pork. You've got nothing with this pork. There's no sauce, no marinade. Uh, there's no vegetables, no side piece, no no uh, side plate. Uh, so it's relatively dry and overcooked. Um, it's not the most pleasant. And as you um, as you uh, breach into uh, the, the the next layer of, of pork that you're taking off, trying to get further in f deeper into the animal, uh, away from the um, uh, overcooked exterior, it's getting rarer and rarer as it goes until you take a bite and it's like, this is not pleasant. And you realize as a person who's uh, an outlander and a, um, a ranger living on the land for many years, you realize what the taste is. This is the taste of spoiled meat that has been, uh, that has been from an animal that is cooked without being prepared. This, as you realize, is going to be um, not toxic meat, but you want to stay to the exterior of the meat as much as you can. There is this 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 pig has not been gutted. Uh, are there any telltale signs he is getting his breath weapon ready? He seems to have it ready. It's it seems to always be ready as he's speaking. There's always slight wisps of uh, of, of green uh, mist coming from his mouth, and then when he heavily breathes, it's very heavily line laced with uh, breath weapon. But it doesn't seem like he's preparing to use it. He hasn't. Anything like that. If he if he did, you would have only a moment to actually react to it anyway. If I'm to aid you, increasing my power will propel us both further along. Perhaps you have boons or gifts in your horde that will benefit us. Yes, perhaps I do. And perhaps if you prove your worth to me, I may trust you enough to show you. So, while we're on the topic of tests, Tell me what you know of your friend, the short one. He sits back down and his neck goes back into sort of like this waiting stance. What are her limitations? And you know that he's talking about Briar, your two foot tall hobbit companion. Um, and you're not sure where she is. You haven't seen her since you arrived earlier today. Is she all right? He answers that with just a smile. I don't know a lot about her. We did two trips together. 
And yet you opted to fight to have her saved. I find that hard to believe. You would put your life on the line for a relative stranger. I know that she is a fantastic forager. Surviving on the land comes as easily to her as breathing. She can commune with nature, speaking with animals, plants. Plants? Interesting. She can get these plants to do what she wishes. That's more about me than her. I would probably sacrifice my life to anyone I felt was worth it. Really? I haven't known Briar very long. She'd be better to answer than I am. Oh, I'm asking. She has been interesting in her tests. I didn't have the chance to see her use a lot of her powers. But she's very useful and best kept alive. Oh. What a shame. I know that she worked for the PEA. What is that? The pen camp we're in Anglesheth. I've never heard of it. It sounds elvish. Yes, it does. I know that she can help me unlock my true skills. Really? That's a lot to know about someone you've only just met. She's small, and we brought her along because she could talk to birds and such. Yes. Yes, it is fascinating, her ability to speak with my spies. I was informed of such very quickly. So I find it interesting that you have failed, and he stands up and starts to turn his body around. I find it interesting to know that you failed to mention her ability to shapeshift. And he turns around, he's now on all fours and watching us. You didn't think that pertinent to bring up first? Of her powers? It is not usual among the humanoid folk that they have my gift. Even my father is reticent to use it. He thinks it beneath him. She's never done so in my presence, so I didn't know. Never done so? So the horse you escaped from my boron, that just came out of the woods, did it? I do not appreciate liars! And as he says this, there's a big plume of green smoke, and there's an audible gasp from above. You will be honest with me when I ask her, and when I ask you of questions. I apologize. In the thick of battle, uh, it's hard to remember what may or may not have happened. I apologize. I did see her do that once. Um, it's it's usual for people with her abilities. I, I didn't think to mention it. Dear chat, do not lie ever to Lucy. Thank you. <laughs> I was I was simply working through the things that she can do. I'm sorry. So what do you know of this ability of hers? Is it just horses? Can she take other animals? 
Is it just animals? Can she take the form of humans? Humanoids? Tell me. And he sits back down. <laughs> I've fought amongst many people in recent days, and it's hard to place which ability with which people. Uh, I've only just met them, and that one slipped. Uh, I beg your forgiveness, my lord. She does not have the will. The, she does not have the gift as well as you do. No, if you do. Out of character, what do we know? Uh, you've seen her transform into a horse. Uh, you know that druids can shapeshift. You do not know much about it. You've, she, she is the first druid that you would have met um, as a shapeshifter. You've met Mosh, who is a wear, uh, a wear fox. So you know that shapeshifting is um, is uh, out there in the world. But you know that druids can do so without it being a curse. Um, you you know that she can become a horse. You've never seen her become anything else. I don't think. As far as I know, she can only turn into beasts, and weaker beasts at that. Really? I hate to take all this time from you. Uh, don't you have hedgehogs or random beasts to bed? What I do in my own time is not of your concern. And hedgehogs... Prove a tricky one to bed. They are not my preference. GM workshop, please stop saying things to aggravate him. You're making me scared. So, weaker beasts. That seemed to be what we took from our tests as well. So are you saying that you never saw her turn into a pig? No. Really? That's a shame. It was quite the sight to behold. Quite the sounds to behold the way that she squeals. And quite the smell, too. And he reaches his head out and then takes a big smell of the cooked pig in front of you. Wipe our mouth. But you're quite right. She was limited in her abilities. Off inside. Uh, 16. 16 plus insight of plus 2 from wisdom. And because we have, uh, because dragons are our favoured enemy, I will allow as a bonus there. Uh, does, can somebody tell me, might be easy for me to pick it up, uh, for me to look it up real quick. What does, does favorite enemy give you advantage or a plus? You have advantage on survival checks to track them and intelligence checks to recall information about them. I said that this fits with that, so I will give you advantage on the check. So because dragons are your favorite enemy, I will give you advantage on the check. Uh, so 6 or 16. 16 plus 2 from your insight, 18. You do not... It. He's hard to read. You can get... The things that he is wanting to exude are coming in abundance. He is, he is, he is troweling on 
the arrogance and superiority over you in bucket loads. He is lauding over you his ability to outwit you and outsmart you and keep you subservient, staying ahead of you at every turn. And he is also lauding over you his ability to keep you in line by hurting those you love. You are not able to tell anything more than that with your insight. Um, what you do know, however, is that you have never seen anyone polymorphed and you've never seen anyone wild shape um, other than Briar. And so you do not know things that you might know as a meta player. So Apis probably has no reason to believe that this isn't Briar. So some people want to eat more pig, staring him in the eyes. Some people want to put it down and not touch it. So what do you guys think? I'm going to put a poll. He has heavily implied that the pig that you're eating is Briar. Do you want to eat more or not? He has not outright said so, but he has heavily implied it. No. 62% of you say no, we will not continue to eat. So just as he says, it's a shame that you never saw her turn into a pig because the sight was uh, fascinating to behold and the sounds she made when she squealed and then the smell. And he withdraws his head back from the pig and you look down at the pig and you put your fork and your knife down. He says, Have you had all, your, all you can eat? You don't seem to have much of an appetite. Do you want any more? Or are you finished? Lord Lucifreak, in addition to my abilities, I'd love the chance to share my knowledge about getting an animal properly. Uh, about gutting an animal properly, so its intestines will not spoil the meat. This pig has not been cooked properly, and the taste is spoiled. You are ungrateful of my gift to you. Very well. You have made your bed. He reaches down and grabs the pig. And drags it away from you. Throws it in the air. And you see the whole thing almost like he seemed to have crushed it and into like two or three pieces before just swallowing them whole. Um, and this huge lump, this bolus, you see it travel all the way down his huge, thick serpentine neck. The napers shall not eat! And stands up and walks from the dome. And as he walks away... A new, a new section of the wall opens up. He leaves. The badger turns and leaves as well. And the mole follows. And then it stitches back together. You look up and see just dozens, well, a dozen or so faces of people eating from bowls. You can't tell what they're eating, but it seems to be some sort of sloppish gruel. And you had a cooked pig 
the dragonborns step to the side and start to climb uh, one of them, Enola, starts to climb the ladder and Zakar stays down here with you can we see Briar among them? nope you haven't seen Briar since, since you arrived in the dome she was taken, she was separated from you and taken away can we mentally mark that opening? you can try you also know Snafu that he has entered and exited through different places of the dome every time so what now? over to you guys, what do you want to do? You are standing at the base of a dome. Um, you're not hungry because you've eaten while you're foraging and then you've eaten um, uh, several slices of roast pork. Go find Cassandra. Head up the rope ladder first, releasing a meaty trump as we climb. <laughs> Make a con check. Four. You shit yourself. <laughs> no. Um, you, you turn and walk over to the ladder as well and uh, Zakar doesn't stop you. You start to climb the ladder. You uh, you make your way back up to the top and you can see Cassandra is standing. Uh, she's one of the only people who's not actually out here at the balcony. She instead is sitting in, in uh, the food hall, just sitting at a table with a bowl in front of her and a spoon next to it. Did we see or hear Lucifreak do anything to open the doors? Nope, just walked towards them. We've seen him do it numerous times now, uh, even from on his side of it. Um, or the other side of it, and it seems like the plants just move at his will. So you um, are back up on the the surface, uh, on the on the ground level. No, uh, what do I want to call it? I need to come up with a word for it. You are back up on the canopy level because you're not the canopy of the trees. You're like halfway up the tree on a wood elf village balustrade uh, platform. Platform. Maybe that's it. You are back up on the platform level. Go ask Cassandra if she knows where Charlie is. Uh, you stand. You, you go over to um, Cassandra, but you know that you are told not to speak unless spoken to. So you go and sit next. So go and sit opposite her at the table. Cassandra looks up at you as you sit down opposite her, and just stares at you, dead-eyed. The others, uh, the others start to file in behind the the um, other elves. Start to file in, and they sit back down at their, their tables with their bowls in hand and just slowly eat and you just sit there in silence with the sounds of wooden spoons scraping on wooden bowls and sloping scraping it's not long before people start to stand and move their bowls in silence back across to the um, the two cooks and then leave their uh, huts and you can hear the sounds of floorboards outside and creaking of, um, of of rope bridges and floorboards on rope bridges. We get a read on the room for unusual behaviour. You look around and you see that as it's emptying out, there's no dragonborn in here with you anymore. There's no, there's very few of the uh, elves are around. Um, I'll make an insight check on the people that are left. Ten. Um, uh, there's, uh, I'll say that one of the last two leave is uh, Tisharu. Tisharu walks past and sort of like claps you on the shoulder and gives your shoulder a little squeeze and then carries on walking out of the door. But no, there's no, um, there's no one else to read. You can read on Cassandra that she's just in a state of shock. Can we take a good look at everyone before they leave? Um, as they were leaving, you could see uh, certain people were avoiding your eyes. 
certain were kind of glaring at you. And then Tashara give you a shoulder squeeze on the way out. Any chance of detecting a portal for escape? You can, yes. So to detect a portal, it's a once per shot rest ability. You haven't had a chance to have a shot rest since you used it. So you, if you have a shot rest now, um, you'll gain that ability back and then you can use use the detect portal ability. He asked why, she, why we didn't tell him she could shapeshift. He clearly already knew. Yes, that part was clearly a test of you. He was trying to make, he was trying to ask you about her abilities so that he could see if you would come clean and offer him all of the information unprompted. Rational Mind says it would have been difficult for them to roast Briar as a pig because they're poison dragons, not fire dragons, and she's smart enough to pick something better than a pig to turn into to escape a fire that lasted as long as the pig was roasted for. Unless she was dead and then roasted. Did Cassandra eat? Uh, you look across the table and she's not eaten. It seems like her bowl is full. And now that you're close enough to see, you can see that her bowl is full of something that looks like a greyish slop. With lumpy bits in it. Everything Lucifreak does and says is a test. To what end, other than keeping us off kilter, one does not know. How much do we know about Polymorph? Nothing at all. We've never seen Polymorph used as a spell. And we're not a, a wizard, or nor are we studied in the arcane in, in any way. We don't know anything about Polymorph. We know that it is a spell that can be done, like, but literally nothing else. Tell Cassandra she needs to keep up her strength. Cassandra, you need to keep up your strength. Come on, love. Eat up. She looks down and, and then sort of like starts as if like she's only just seen the food. And her hand comes out and just picks up the spoon and just goes through the motions of eating it. Dragonborns aren't here, we can speak softly, yeah. Investigate the grey goo vegetation, let's have a look then. Let's do a culinary check. You're not proficient in culinary tools, so this is just going to be essentially just a, a straight wisdom check, I think. Uh, seven. Not rolling well today, Apis. Um, you can't tell. It's got a slight smell of mushroom to it, but it looks it looks tepid and sloppy. Taste the goo. You reach out a finger and dip it into her bowl. It's definitely got a taste of um, of mushroom in there, um, but there's also a um, there's also just like a, a grainy texture to it. Uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, really, um, like a creamy mushroom, but not, uh, like where there's way too much cream and the cream wasn't, uh, very tasty. There's not a lot of like herbs and spices been added to it or anything. And it's, it seems like it's sustaining, uh, sustaining gruel. Can we explore the last place in the treetop platform that we haven't been to yet? Sure can. <clears throat> you stand up, um, after seeing that Cassandra is finally eating. And you walk to the door um, and leave the um, the hut. You walk around to the, uh, the, the resting, the meditation um, treetop and walk along the rope bridge there. You see that there are uh, about half a dozen elves in there at the moment, all just sort of sitting against their walls on cushions. Heads, ba heads bowed in sort of meditative stance. You walk past the, um, the hut 
and over the over the little rope bridge that leads across and it's quite a long narrow rope bridge this one um, it leads to a, a much further away tree this uh, tree seems to be a little more isolated than the others a little bit further afield than the rest um, and eventually you get across to just a simple sort of residential house by the looks of it a, um, a simple uh, one uh, two-story tree tree hut And the door is open as, uh, uh, well, the doorway is open as there are no doors on these um, these huts. And uh, making your way inside, you can see that there is a um, uh, a young. Well, I mean, it's hard to tell el uh, hard to tell age with elves, but you can tell that there is a an elf in there um, that uh, has relatively long hair down around their shoulders, um, and they're just sort of. Sitting there, she uh, she has a a pile of um, uh, laundry clothing on one side, and uh, she's folding, folding washing, and uh, and she doesn't seem to have seen you come because she's got her her back to you. The things chat has done this episode, I'm slowly losing it. That's the fun of Apis Hive. Even people new to it are still just as much of a, a synapse in the brain. We've been too aggressive and non-compliant this episode. It's a, I mean, it's a tactic. Could always work, or it could, it could get you killed. <laughs> uh, can we knock on the ground to announce our presence? Yeah, you, real quick, um, and she starts and turns. Oh, hey, hey, um, hey, you're um, you're the new one, um, you uh. Congratulations on the on getting the uh, dining dining with him. He's <laughs> he's uh, that's that's good. Um, got to got to meet with him. Uh, got to good. Uh, hi. Um, she looks startled and not expecting uh, company. Um, I'm gonna make an insight check for you. Hey, net twenty. At 20 plus your inside of two. From her behavior, it seems there's something strikes you that this woman is not used to having company. She, this woman's not used to having people come to her hut, it seems. Not just you. But she is used to being left alone. There's something about how she's started and, and seems to be completely um, out of it with, uh, with how to approach a conversation with you. Or know what you're here for. That she just doesn't seem. She, she seem. It see, you. You. You get the impression that she's probably left alone a lot. Um, she stands to her feet and says, um, uh, "Do you, do you, ha you have uh, clothes for me to wash? Is that why you're? Uh, I can clean them. Uh, if you just take them off and leave them on that pile there." And she points to the door, and there's like a um, a basket by the door that's just got. It's just filled with uh, dirty clothing. If you put them in there, I'll have them. I'll have them done by the, in, in a few in a few hours. Unless you're unless you're in a rush, and then I can do them first. I can do your. Uh, for, for, I can. Uh, I can get those done really soon if you are in a, are in a rush at all. Hello, um, I'm Apis. What's your name? She says, uh, uh, Rathal. She's an elf as well. Yes, she is an elf as well. So now that she's standing and facing you, you can see that she has. Um, she has those beautiful elven features, uh, long, um, like a light brown, dark blonde kind of hair that reaches down to about her shoulder blades um, and is just kind of swept back over the years. 
she's wearing um, clean clothing that is uh, that is relatively well looked after, uh, but it's simple. It's kind of like a. Um, it would it would have been probably something quite uh, nice and elegant uh, a while ago, and has since been worn to the point where it's kind of getting a little bit a um, little bit overworn. It's 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 clean, but it's it's old, like it's frayed. The the, the material is starting to get thin and stuff like that. Um, uh, no dragon mask. Uh, no, she isn't actually wearing a dragon mask. Um, you can see that she is. She's she's got quite uh, stocky shoulders, a little bit stocky shoulders. She's got a um, a bit of strength to her, um, but not like super muscly. Do we know why no mask? You don't know why anybody's wearing masks and why this lady wouldn't be. You kind of glance around looking for a mask and you don't see one. What do you do, guys? So with you, I'm waiting, I'm waiting on you to do something. We could ask why she doesn't have one. Sounds like she used to be important. Potentially. Is that what you want to do? Probably no mask because she's usually left alone. Maybe. How do you spell her name? Uh, R-A-T-H-A-L. Rathal. May I ask? Um, may I ask why you don't have to wear a mask? Um... With your insight, I'll carry it over from before because it was an at 20. You see a a reaction to the question. You see a m momentary flash of guilt and frustration. And she says, uh, I'm, um, I'm, I, I don't know. I was, I was, I was, I was told that I didn't have to, to wear one, um, Mr. Freak said that he likes to see my face. Are we intruding? Um, no, 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 you, no. You can, you can, st you can wherever you want to. That's that's fine. Your uh, apis was it? Yeah. Um, can I can I clean uh, for for you? Is she pretty? No, prettier than a usual elf. She has um, semi-masculine features. But as far as an elf goes, even masculine elves aren't. Uh, the, most elves tend to be rather rather androgynous. Have you worked in this bit for long? Uh, yes, uh, the others find that my uh, my skills. I I have. Uh, and she goes over to the um, the basket beside you and picks out some of the dirty clothes. She says, "I have uh, abilities with um, the the uh, magical ways that I can." Um, uh, and then she sort of waves her hand over this um, this this stain that you can see. This that, well, not a stain, but like a uh, a food splatter of some of that grey glop um, down kind of the, uh, the 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 breast part of a a, a a tunic, and she waves her hand over it, and it, and it starts to disappear. Um, it takes a few seconds before it's done, and then she sort of turns it over, and uh, she does the same. Same vocal component, same uh, somatic component to it. Another section of it, and she cleans off another foot, foot by foot section of this uh, this tunic. She turns it over and she does it again, and she does it again. <laughs> does she cut keys as well? She says, um, I, they, "They they come to me because they they because if I need, they need to clean." And then she takes the one that she's just finished and she puts it on the the pile that she was sitting beside when she was folding them. 
Her face doesn't have any marks or scars. Nope, no, no marks, scars or bruises. Her face seems as as uh, as another elf would be. That's really cool. I need that. Yeah, I know. Imagine. It's such a useful spell in real life. It's a shame she doesn't work in the kitchen. Yep. Um, she says, "Yeah, I, I, they, they, I've, I've been here for a while, and that's that's what I, that's what I, that's what I do for the for the um for the town, uh, the 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 treasure uh, room. I that I'm I, I clean for for people, and sometimes if they need a, a clean, then I'll I'll go to their place where they where they live, um, where they sleep, where they work, or or or, or where they where they spend their time, and I will um I will." Uh, I will clean for them there. Uh, if they, if they, if they want me to. I've a very bad feeling about this lady. It's very impressive. Do you know much much about magic? Oh, yeah, yes, uh, yeah. Um, I know quite. I know. I know a little about magic. I've, I've, I've. I, I used to uh, study. I used to study magic a little. Um, the way, the way, that, the ways that it sort of moves with. Um, with certain things, you know, certain certain um, uh, strings and, th and things of, of magic. Do, 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 I can I can clean something for you. Do you do you need me to clean for you for you now? I can. Okay, I, I'm I'm just not sure why, why. What can I what can I do for you? Would you like any food? I and I I I, I had some I had some I just ate dinner. I'm I'm fine. Thank you. Very apist to befriend every underdog we meet, so let's keep talking. I mean, that is very apist. There's this, um, there's this girl, Cassandra. Um, she's finding it quite hard to settle here. Can she be of any help to you? Oh, um, I, no, uh, I, I, I'm, I can, I, if she needs, if she needs to help, I, um, and she's looking around and she, you can see that she's kind of like, Desperately trying to find something that Cassandra could do, but she's got very little she can do on on her on her own. Uh, I'm I don't have much that she could do for me. I I I, I can. Um, she, she, does she know how to clean in the same way? Uh, no, no. Um, I, I I don't have a lot of things that I can do to for her to um to to do for me. I'm sorry. She could gather for you, save you the trouble. Get gather, gather, gather the uh, the clothes and things. P people will bring me the clothes when they want them to be cleaned, and then I will take them back. Cassandra could take the. That would be good, actually, if Cassandra could uh, save me having to go into the other people, uh, and she could take the clothes back to them, and maybe yeah, she could pick up the clothes. Then they wouldn't have to come here. Oh, she's been shunned. Yes, uh, I'll carry that because it's a nat twenty, um, and it sort of I'll, I'll allow it to pertain to this entire conversation. Wraith is right; you do pick up on the fact now that she has been shunned by the rest of the community. Um, for what reason you don't know, but she is not liked by the community. It seems um, from what she says about them and the fact that they have to come here to give the, the clothes. Um, she says Cassandra could help deliver clothes so that they don't have to come here and stuff. So you get you you're gathering now that she is nervous, uh, really unsure of herself, seems somewhat depressed, and is shunned by the rest of the community. 
What time is it? It is late. You are you've you've uh, you've spent enough of the day now that it would be at some point in the mid evening. Um, you're not sure exactly because the every everywhere in in the dome is dark, but it is mid evening now, and uh, and you've had a long day of uh, foraging and things. This um might seem like a blunt question, but are you are you disliked by the other villagers? You seem like you don't like the company. Uh, I mean, people could, we're in, a, it's a tough time for everybody. And, um, yeah, I, it's, I think it's tough. We, we used, we used to, um, but it's, it's, times are different now. So, will Cassandra be safe here? I don't, I don't. Well, <laughs> The, the lot Lucifreak is 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 kind to those who 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 uh, can can be useful to him. Does she seem fearful for her safety? Not particularly. Is there any way we can acquire a weapon? That's up to you. Yeah, I mean, you want to try and find a weapon or, or uh, take a weapon from someone? You want to fashion a weapon? You could go to the carpenter or the sculptor and try and steal one of those chisels that they had. Uh, you could go to the, the kitchen and try and take a knife. You could fashion a weapon out of sticks while you're out foraging tomorrow. There's a whole bunch of stuff you could do. I assumed that she'd want to hide her face, but she wasn't permitted to. Maybe. One of these things is not like the others. One of these things just doesn't belong. So the wearing of the mask is a privilege. You're really not sure. You you got taken to this dome. You were given a mask and said, don't take it off. Um, and then when... Uh, and then you've seen... You haven't seen anybody get punished for not wearing a mask yet. Um, but for some reason, this lady doesn't have to wear a mask. Has she heard any rumours? Have you heard any rumours? Rumours of rumours of what? Of me? What? Are, what do people say? It doesn't. It doesn't matter what they're saying about me. I, uh, but but I, I've heard rumours of about me. Do you? Um. Never mind. Do you, do you, do you know where um where we're supposed to sleep? Does everyone sleep in the same place, or, or do I have to find somewhere to keep for the night? Oh, uh, we don't. We don't really sleep. We 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 rest in the medit. Well, the rest everybody else rests in the meditation hall, just to, just to attached to this this uh, this tree here. Um, they go if you go in there. There's cushions that you can you can rest on. Um, but I, I I sleep upstairs here. I well I, I rest. I meditate upstairs. Okay. Um, I'm trying to help Cassandra become useful. Uh, I'll talk to her and I'll, if she feels up to it, I'll I'll bring her to you. Okay. Okay. Uh, did we see Charlie yet? No, you haven't seen Charlie. You saw, you've seen him since you arrived here, but not lately. It'll be probably safer for Cassandra to go around gathering laundry than sleep. Uh, keep sitting there doing nothing. We can also play no warrior our ring. True, that is true. I kind of want to ask her what the village was like before the dragon came. And so ask her. What was the um? 
what was the place like before the dragon came? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, it was, it was um, beautiful. There, there was, um, it was a lot, a lot larger. People lived. Um, there were about fifty of us, um, and it was, it was a beautiful place. There were, there were. We um, we we got along well, um, and we worked together really, really well. <laughs> but it's just that it's Lord Lucifreak is powerful, and he is is uh, a a wise ruler. That it he is um, he is he is kind to those who serve him and have purpose. It's it's just as it's it's just different now. Is all. It's not worse. It's just different. I think we hit a nerve. Nerve. Perhaps something she's guilty about. Comfort time. Ask her if she'd like a hug. Um, is Apis a hugger? Would you hug? Are we huggers? Should we hug? Don't hug, but try to comfort her. Uh, pat her arm. Maybe pat pat on the arm and put an arm around her. Would you, um, would you like a cup of tea? Uh, you, you, you probably shouldn't be, um, you, sh you probably shouldn't stay here. The others will see you talking to me, and they don't like me much. So, you should um, you should leave. If you've got anything to wash, I can wash it for you. But uh, you should you should go now. Just said we're not the dragons. Said we're not allowed to eat. That's fine. If we're not eating their food, we can forage our own. But we're under constant surveillance out there in the forest. They'll report it if we eat that out there too, and we'll be in more trouble. Can we do an insight check? How much does she believe her own words? Um, no insight check necessary. We rolled an insight check at the start of the, com the conversation with her, and we got an at 20, 22 total. Uh, we've already picked up on pretty much what I've said about her, that she feels um, she feels ostracized by the rest uh, for reasons you don't know. Um, but, she, but she had a sense of guilt when you asked her about why she doesn't wear a mask. And... And then the very end, when she started saying about how it's not better, it's it's not worse, it's just better, it's just different. Um, there was definitely a sense of self-preservation involved, um, trying to convince herself that it was true. For um, Lucifreak Kim, what what was your station or role? I'm an entertainer. I like you, but we will leave. Has anyone, um, as you're leaving, you turn and look into the pile of washing and say, has anybody brought you any small clothes to clean? Like the clothes of a small child or anything? <laughs> no. And she shakes her head and starts and bursts into tears again at that question. Is it okay if I come back later? And she just sobs and turns her back and sits on the ground and starts folding washing again with her shoulders heaving. Have a nice evening, and you leave. 
We should ask the dice about Briar, because if she's dead, we might as well escape, such as through a portal. Has there been any children in town? Nope. No kids in town that you've seen. Closest, you, closest to a kid you've seen is Cassandra, who's like 14 or 15. So you, um, you leave, you walk across the long thin bridge over to uh, the area where the, uh, the sleeping, the, the, the resting meditation quarters is. Are you going to rest and meditate, or rest and meditate, or are you going to, uh, are you going to go do something else, talk to somebody else? It's getting late and Apis is probably getting tired. Maybe this village had children but doesn't anymore. I sure hope this wasn't a kindergarten teacher that had to find a new job. Find a private space to ask the bone dice a question. You can if you want. You can try and find a pri private space. Uh, looking in the um, looking in the meditation hall, um, as you pass, there's somebody looks up at the door and sort of like rolls their eyes and looks back down. You can see that they're still wearing the masks even when meditating. Um, you can probably tell from who's in the meditation room which rooms would be empty. Um, one of which would be the um, uh, the sort uh, the sorting hut. You can see uh, both Leandra and Alethi are meditating right now, so the sorting hut would probably be open. You can also see. Um, wait, where is he right now? You can also see Charlie who is a uh, half-elf uh, Briden. Um, he is um, in the meditative hall as well, and he's lying down. But this time tomorrow, I need to come back to make sure you don't fucking kill itself. Long rest would be nice. How many people in the meditation room? Uh, about six. What do you want to ask the dice? So who wants to find, so we can, I'll put it to a poll, who wants to find um, a place where you can ask the dice a question? And who wants to long rest? And who wants to do anything else? What else might you want to do? Sleep. Scratch a pair of crossed arrows into the dirt floor and offer a prayer. Pray. I'll put it those three things to a poll. Ask the dice something, try to get sleep or pray. Um, so the people in the room, let's see, who would be sleep, who would be resting right now? Um, the Belladel and Olathea are not there. They're the people who, the cooks from the food hall. They're not in the room, uh, the meditative room. Um, Leandra and Alethi are. Uh, Thalani, uh, Thanali is um, the person who makes the uh, oil, and he's in the nut. He's in the um, the hut there, sleeping. These guys sleep outside, those guys sleep outside. Uh, the alchemists are still working. Alana, the sculptor, is in the um, meditation hall. And Charlie, is that six? Tisharu's probably in there as well. Alana, Tisharu, Charlie, uh, Leandra and Alethi, and Thanali. Those are the ones that are in the room. Uh, and it was Thanali that um, rolled his eyes, rolled their eyes at you. 
So, with 61% of the vote, Apis decides to ask the dice something. We haven't asked the dice anything today, so there's a guarantee of success. Not necessarily a guarantee that we'll be able to interpret it, but a guarantee that it will be truthful, at least. So we leave that area, knowing that Thanalai uh, and the Sorters are both in that room, having a little snooze, or a little, um, a little elven snooze, a little meditation. We know that Thanalai's hut and the sorting hut will both be empty. Do you want to go to one of those to um, to get a little privacy with your dice, or do you want to uh, do you want to move elsewhere? Do you want to go down down onto the ground floor? Um, do you want to go back across to the carpenter's place where Tisharu's place will be open? Also, the sculpting area will be open. You can ask, is Briar alive? Question has to be about something we intend to do soon. Usually, but if you ask it something else, you might still get the right answer. It just might be more difficult to interpret. If you don't, if you can basically ask it a yes/no question. Is this a good idea? Is usually the way to use this spell, but you could also ask it something that you just get a yes or a no, like is Briar alive? Go to the carpenter's place somewhere with walls, so it's private. Yeah, all of those have walls except the sculptor's place. A private bathroom we can roll the dice in. Perception check on the area to see where the dragonborn are so we don't get caught. Yep, so as you were uh, as you are standing by the um by the meditation hall, you have a <laughs> this this episode brought to you by the number three. Three ah uh, uh, uh. <laughs> should we jail both of Apis's dice? And start using Mel's dice. Alright, Mel's dice for the rest of it. And work our way through Mel's dice too. So you look around with a three, your dark vision, uh, only extending sixty feet into the into the um, canopies of the trees around you. Uh, you can see that there aren't any attached to the one that you're on. So there's no dragonborn on this one, the cleanest place, or um, the main hub where the um, food hall is. And after that, you can't really see. You look down over the edge, can't see any dragonborn down there. You could ask the dice about the portal. Yeah. You could ask the dice: uh, Is is um, is uh, the dragon lying about Briar or whatever? Ask the dice where to roll. <laughs> where, where where is a good idea to roll the dice? All right. So we'll go to the carpenter's hut because it's relatively close by. We will step 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 out from this one uh, over to the um, the the sculptor's area, and we'll pass through the sculptor's area to the um, to the carpenter's hut. Cool. Cool. You make your way all the all the way over to um, Tisharu's hut, and you get out the bone dice from your bag. And you pour the dice out into your hand. What are we going to ask them? You sit down on the uh, on the floor of his his hut. Nobody's in there. You're all alone with walls around you. Am I stronger than the dragon? You could ask that. Don't ask if he's lying. He never explicitly said she's dead. True. He talked about in the uh, past tense. Will the elves revolt with me? That could be a good question. Is Briar dead? 
Can we just lie down and sleep and roll quietly on the floor next to our head? Uh, yeah, you could you could try that. And so you you sort of lie down. You get your um, have you got a bedroll out? Yeah, you've got a bedroll. So you get your bedroll out and you lie down on Tashara's floor and you sort of roll and you put your back to the door and you can you can roll quietly in front of you on the ground. Should we vote? We should vote, but I can't put a poll together until I know what I'm, what the options are. Should real, so I have to ask what, for ideas of what we might be asking. Did we just eat Briar? Is the portal safe tomorrow? Uh, will the elves revolt with me? And is help coming? Get in and vote for what you think Apis wants to ask these dice tonight. The dice will give you a sense of wheel, a sense of woe. Or a sense of um, a sense of mixture of both, or if it's not applicable, a sense of neither. You can you can ask the dice this, the next question immediately afterwards, but every time that you ask the ask the dice something in a day, there is a chance that they're just going to give you a random answer, and that chance increases. So you could ask you could ask the dice all five of these questions, but which one are we going to ask first? Can we ask the same question multiple times to fact check the dice? You can, but you don't know whether one of them is correct and then the next one was a lie. And then you get a random answer the next time. If you know that the first one is correct, and then you can ask it, the, uh, then you could ask it again to fact check it. But then you've already got the answer that you wanted. With 69 nice percent of the vote, is Briar dead? So thinking about our friend Briar, as we lie down on our bedroll on the floor of um, Tisharu's uh, carpentry hut, we think about Briar, we think about the horrific possibility that the dragon could be telling the truth as a, uh, a supreme power trip over us. And then we think, is she dead? Is Briar dead? And you loose the dice onto the floor. And as they hit the floor of the wooden hut, each of them bounces multiple times. And on each bounce, you get a different sensation, a different sense. You get a putrid smell. You get a crying baby. You get a hot, unpleasant sensation. You get the scent, you get a a vision of someone dropping a bowl and it shattering on the ground. And you are left with a sense of woe. As the dice come to a rest. And then you hear footsteps 
on wood outside. And you sort of quickly scoop the dice back up into your hand and look over your shoulder just as you see Zakar uh, approaching with his spear out. What are you doing in here? Uh, sleeping. Trying to sleep. Uh, I'm looking for a place to sleep. You know there is a meditation room for that. I was, I was trying to find a quiet spot out of people's way. Just trying to rest. I I don't I don't meditate. I I, I need to sleep properly. Uh, I'm not an elf. Uh, my bad. Sorry. Um, move. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you stand up and you roll the you put the dice back into the bedroll and roll it up and put that back into your bag. I I'm sorry. I I feared people would be uneasy with me after I angered our lord. I imagine they will be, yes. Move. You um, move out ahead of them and walk across, and he walks with you, frog matches you all the way back to the um, the sleeping hut. You now see Cassandra's in there, um, and what was the name of the one that I was forgetting? Uh, Logan. Um, sorry, I didn't, you didn't actually get his name yet, but the um, the gnome. Uh, the new gnome that was that was brought in is sort of sitting there wide-eyed as you enter and he's, uh, he's still got his mask on he looks over towards you but you're not exactly sure that he can even see you based on his uh, lack of depth perception when he put his mask on and had to take his glasses off for it uh, Charlie is there yes, Charlie is sleeping uh, with his well, he's lying down with his back to the door anyway Investigation roll. Do the dragonborn wear footwear? They do not. No investigation roll needed. You, you, you're being walked along in front of them. You've seen them climbing ladders and things. You definitely know that they do not wear footwear. You just heard his um, claws on the on the wood. You walk in um, and see people uh, sort of looking up and um, and then rolling eyes and looking back down again, going back into their trance state. Others don't look up at all, they seem to be deep within the trance. You sort of turn for confirmation from Sakar, and he points his, uh, sort of nods his head towards the centre of the room. So you walk out and you unroll your bedroll and lie down. Just as he's turning his back, a voice, clear as day, as if they're speaking to you from right next to you, appears in your mind and says, Apis, Vala, Mel arrived, said you're captured. We can track your dice, keep them close. Be patient, stay alive. It will take time to organize. And you can feel there's like a, there was, it, it's almost like a window opened in your mind and allowed this voice through. And you can feel that window closing again. You know that you can you can respond, but it requires you to speak. Zakar is turning his back and starting to leave. What do you do? You can respond. You have a few. You have a, a, a matter of seconds to respond. You can respond with up to twenty-five words as the window is closing. 
but it requires you to audibly speak. Zakar is possibly out of audible range if you whisper quietly enough, but there's also a chance that he could hear you. Reply Kobold in City Well in Sylvan. Ooh, that could be a good one. Sorry for not wanting to eat my friend Briar and angering Lucy. Everyone can disguise as a prayer before we sleep. Could whisper Kobolds in the well. Or the forest always listens. This is some good ones. Some good com good ones come in. We're going to have to put a, a poll here. Uh, firstly, I will, I'll split this into two polls. I'll say... Are we going to make a noise? Uh, we should say something. We should do just a non-verbal acknowledgement of it, like a mm-hmm. Or we should just stay silent to be safe. And then if we choose yes, we're going to say something, then I'll put another poll out to say, like, <clears throat> what are we going to whisper? A prayer to Altima's? Uh, an apology to the people in the room with us? Something couched as an apology? Something couched as a good night? Um, important question. Is the Sylvan word for kobold recognisable as the word, word kobold to those that don't speak Sylvan? Um... No, I'm going to say no. And with 66% of the vote, yes, we are going to say something. So a new poll. What are we going to say? All right, so the five options I'm going to put in the poll are whisper a warning of the kobolds, whisper a prayer, whisper apologies to the room, or say apologies to the room, uh, make a single acknowledgement, or whisper speak at sunrise. With 58% of the vote, we're going to say speak at sunrise. Um... So in the moment, you've never been the recipient of a sending spell before. Uh, you hear this message from Valor as if she's standing next to you and you give like a little jolt of surprise. Um, and then you uh, hear the message fading, the, the, the window closing, and you quickly say, Speak at sunrise. I'm going to make a charisma-based stealth check. Your ability to manipulate your own uh, voice to a whisper that's inaudible, plus your stealth modifier. That's kind of fucked, but it would have been a 15 if it didn't knock itself. Uh, so 16. <clears throat> oh, plus stealth, that's good. So an, a 19. Speak at sunrise. You whisper, speak at sunrise to yourself. Um, and then you sort of glance over your shoulder uh, to see that the um, the dragonborn uh, Zakar has, has left and walked away. Or continues to leave and walk away. Doesn't seem like he heard you. So you, um, you look around as you finish putting your bedroll out as well and uh, either nobody else in the room heard you or they are sleeping or they're just at least pretending that they didn't hear you and so you slip down you sit down and you try to sleep and there's a lot going on for you um it's a very uncomfortable mask while you're sleeping you kind of look around and see that the elves mostly just uh, sleep in sort of a meditative stance like sitting cross-legged some of them have uh, leant back and uh, put their heads against the walls behind them and so they can wear their masks without it sort of bothering them but putting your head on a pillow like this bone this 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 set, uh, sawn off front of a skull of an, a beast uh, digging into your sides of your face when you're sitting the only way it doesn't dig into you is if you're on your back so it's not the most uh, pleasant experience so i'm just going to roll a um a wisdom a wisdom check to see if you can sort of calm your mind enough to go to sleep uh, nine plus two, uh, two. No, it's not enough. You 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 are like tossing and turning, trying to sleep for a bit. 
Do you take the mask off? It will make it easier to sleep. You take the mask off. You turn around and see, and uh, you can see that Cassandra is lying on her back. Uh, the gnome is kind of just like sitting in the corner, rocking with his mask on. And Charlie's got his back to you, so you know exactly sure what's happening with him. So do you take the mask off, or do you just try and eventually fall asleep? Make it look like the mask fell off while we slept, like keep it near us with the leather still partially around our head. That could also work, yeah, just like slip it off of your face and just put it there and then go to sleep, and then if it falls off in the night, it's fallen off. Give me a yes in the chat if you want to take the mask off and try and like make it look like it's fallen off in the night. Put a no in the chat if you don't want to take the mask off. Mm, interesting. You can use you can that was a roll to see if you can go to sleep, so you can use your inspiration to re-roll it if you want as well. Nose, nose, nose. The nose seem to have it, but it's like it's kind of down the middle. It's close enough that it requires a um Close enough that that requires a poll, I think. Just a one-minute poll. Do we want to use their inspiration to re-roll that sleep attempt to see if we can calm our mind enough to, to go to sleep anyway, even with this mask on? The elves who are meditating are still wearing their masks. Yes, they are. Because they're not sleep. They're not lying down for the most part. What did we roll for the sleep? We got a 9 plus 2. We got an 11 wisdom check. 56% of the vote saying, no, we're not going to use the inspiration because we never know when we're going to need it. So in that case, new poll. Yes or no, one minute, take the mask off. You can't get to sleep. You're tossing and turning for like an, um, half an hour to an hour of just having this mask on and it being really uncomfortable. You sit up and you look around. The people who are sleeping or meditating have got their masks on because they're sitting up to meditate, so they don't really need this to lie down anyway. The, even the elves who are sort of semi-lying down are more in like a sitting up slouching position with their heads against the walls. Um, and then you can see Cassandra, who's um, who's lying next to you, sort of lying near you, um, sort of tossing and turning as well. She can't sleep because she's got this damn mask on. Uh, there's the new guy, the gnome, who's sitting in the corner, um, sitting in one of the against one of the walls, sort of rocking, and his mask is still on. And then Charlie has his back to you, and you don't see whether he's got his mask on or not. 55% uh, of people saying no. So 55% of Apis's brain says, no, we're not going to take the mask off. We've been told to keep it on. We're going to obey them. So we keep the mask on and just toss and turn, trying to uh, trying to get to sleep. So I'm going to need. A constitution saving throw for you for the night. You're going to have a long rest, but there's a chance you gain a point of exhaustion because of how restless you're going to be throughout the night. <laughs> Not 20. Can you see that? That little, um, that little hexagon sort of shape there, that's the bee. I got bee honeycomb, and on this Mel B dice, that means a nat 20. So even though you are restless, tossing and turning, you are exhausted enough that you... <sighs> You managed to get enough of a rest to not gain a point of exhaustion overnight. So you have a long rest. Overnight, your visions are, your dreams are probably plagued with uh, large predators chasing through the forest, and and uh, the chance of Briar being eaten horrifically by a, a large hungry predator and fire enters your mind you've got visions of uh of, of shadows coming off of the wall to strike out at people just all of the nasty shit that you've you've had to deal with there's a there's there's at one point you see a, a, a dream of um briar turning into a pig and then the, a manticore grabbing it and just devouring this pig hole there's just lots of nasty dreams for the night but um 
ultimately you still get a long rest. So you get back your spell slots. Bing. You can see your spell berries all coming back there. And you get back a lucky horseshoe for, for use for one reroll. In the morning, you are woken early by the sound of somebody next to you speaking very clearly and loudly as though through an open window in your mind and the voice says Apis, Vala, Briar arrived we haven't located you yet King has sent a force hold, hold on a few more days stay strong, help us fight what do you respond? Send the numbers of enemies and captives, also the danger in the well. Test Briar. Birds are spies. Uh, so let's go poll. Let's go, how do we respond? Clear and concise or with hidden information? So you can, I would say you can look around to see if anybody's around you, but the longer you take to do that, like if you take the chance to, if you take the time to look around you, you're going to have fewer words that you can respond with. Send it sleepy dream talk. That's a good idea. Mumble something in our sleep. All right, 73% of, of people of Apis's mind decides in the moment clear, concise information. So now we have to decide what are we going to say? We've got, if we respond immediately, um, we've got 25 words that we can say. Danger in well, vegetation dome, 20 elves captive, 6 dragonborn, might not be briar, birds are spies, Cassandra here, will wait for help, and then I'm okay. So this is what you say then. You, you hear this noise and you go, oh fuck, uh, and not knowing who's in the room with you, you just kind of toss uh, t toss yourself over onto your, um, onto your front and stick your face into your pillow a bit, and then say... Danger in well, vegetation dome, 20 hours captive, 6 dragonborn, might not be briar, birds are spies, Cassandra here, we'll wait for help, I'm okay. And you're pr you're not sure exactly whether or not you got the I'm okay and as the, as you hear the, um, you feel the, the window close in your mind. Okay. All right, and then you continue to mutter to yourself. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Come on, get, get away from them. Right, no. Right, no. Uh, and with your performance check, your deception performance check, deception or performance, 13. 13 plus your charisma of 1 is 14. You are not proficient in deception or performance, so it's just a straight 14. Then you... Right, no, you sit up and you look around. And you see that there's uh, not as many people in the room as there were the night before. Um, you see that the um, your noise, your, your startled noise, seems to wake up Cassandra and um, and the, the new gnome who's sitting nearby. Charlie is not in the room with you. Um, Leandra and Alethi from the Sorting Hut are no longer in the room with you. Thanalai, Than the uh, oil creator, is not in the room with you. Who else was in here? Alana was not in the room, and uh, Tisharu is not either. However, you can see that there are two other um, elves that you have rec that you recognise as the cooks, Beladel and Olafea, are nearby. And the alchemists, Capona and Clarenton, are, are also in the room with you. Beladel 
uh, one of the cooks, the one that was a little racist towards you yesterday. He seems to be staring at you um, as you sort of sit up. He seems to have he seems to have been meditating, and then your your noise woke him, and he's looking at you. Bad dream, is it? Yeah, yeah, bad dream. And as he stares you down, we'll end the session there, and I'll pick up here next week. Thank you very much for joining me. Bye. That's all for this episode of Twitch Tales, but if you want to be there to actually join in on the decision making, head over to twitch.tv forward slash roberthartleygm and click the little love heart to follow the channel. It's free to do and it notifies you when I go live so you can tune in to join the fun. I'll see you there.